with you. I'm happy that we connected. I never knew anything about your organization. So before we get into it, thank you for coming to Sipping and Spilling the Tea with me. Um, tell me about yourself and then tell me about this organization that you're doing this campaign. Yeah, definitely. My name is Brittany Bash Jones. I am a U equals U, also known as Undetectable equals Untransmittable Outreach Coordinator. Um, and my work with Prevention Access Campaign uh, mainly revolves around improving the lives of people living with HIV, um, as well as ending the epidemic and HIV um, stigma through the message of Undetectable equals Untransmittable. That sounds awesome. Um, when you told me about it, you reached out to me. I did, I Google like crazy. I'm not going <laughs> to I Google like crazy. And I know for me, we are, I talked to my friends about this and a lot of women and a lot of males, they're, are, they're really afraid of talking about HIV. And when we were discussing this, the first thing that they that comes to mind is they always say, well, I don't do drugs, so I'm okay. Or, you know, I don't want to talk about it because it's, it's a death sentence. And that's where everybody's minds go. So can you, I guess, educate me and the viewers and eliminate some of the myths when it comes to getting HIV and just going the depths of how can we really do protect ourselves? Definitely, definitely. Um, so first things first, it's like, I feel like the conversation in my own personal experience, when I first learned about the message of undetectable equals untransmittable, I was blown away, right? Yes. Um, because my entire life, all I've heard is like, you know, if you get, if there's a positive status, oh my God, you know, you, you think about what HIV is going to take away from you. And now with the message of undetectable equals untransmittable, we know that simply put, um, when a person living with HIV is engaged in care and taking their medication as prescribed, the amount of virus in their body gets suppressed so much so to the point where they cannot transmit HIV to their intimate partners. And so this is such a big deal. This is such a big deal because what does that mean for someone who is 17, 16, 17 years old and they're curious now, right? You know, like they've hit puberty and now they're curious. Yes. Um, but then it also, what does that mean for someone, um, you know, who is, they've just gotten received their diagnosis two weeks ago. That is a, a liberating message because now you know that, okay, I can marry a, someone who is HIV negative and I don't have to worry about transmitting HIV to them. I can have birth children, my own biological children, and I don't have to worry about them being born positive. And I'm, oh. and when I literally, from my own personal experience, when I heard this message, I was like, if someone could have told me this first before they scared me, you know, um, because we now, we know that HIV isn't transmitted, you know, through kissing or, um, sharing a toilet seat or laundry or a water fountain or anything like that. When yes. they say HIV is transmitted through bodily fluids, we know that that means, um, you know, semen, that means, um, through birth, through breast milk, things of that nature. Um, and so I think for the most part, it's really about 
getting comfortable having these uncomfortable conversations, right? Because if you keep shying (laughs) away from it, then every time you hear it, it's just like, oh, you go into alarm mode and then, and then we think fight or flight. So you automatically go, uh-uh, we're not talking about that today. Yes. But then uh-uh. if we start when we're young and make the conversation normal, then as you get older, you're in charge of your sexual health because this is something that's very familiar. So if you think about it, if adults aren't talking about it, that means they're not talking about sexual health and prevention with their children. And then it just transcends. And then we, we see the impact and the numbers that we have today. And I don't like to bore people with statistics, but, you know, take out some time, Google the numbers in your state, in your city, and you're going to be blown away. And it's largely because we aren't having these open, transparent conversations and they need to start now, like yesterday. Do you feel like when it comes to HIV is affecting African-American communities the most? Most definitely. I think I think it ties back into um, kind of like those cultural norms. Um, you know, I'm from Mississippi <laughs> and most of the people um, that I know and grew up with, you couldn't have open conversations about your sexual curiosity at the dinner table. Right. Like there was no. And, and I'm sure it doesn't even matter where you're from. Like, for the most part, it's really difficult having those conversations with your parents. You know what I mean? Um, yes. And so what happens, like we, we end up going to Google or we go to our big cousins, our big siblings, <laughs> our friends, and yes. we get all of this um, wrong information or we get overloaded with information and we have no idea what to do with it. And so because there's this um, level of insecurity with just being transparent and really not knowing where to go to and who you can get real concrete information from, we function in this um, misconceived mode. And so that leaves you so open and so susceptible um, to contraction, you know, and, and, it, and it's so terrible because um, ignorance is something that can be avoided, right? Yes. Um, but we, people who have the knowledge, have to be strong and, um, and, and share it, you know, tell, t- you know, people ask me all the time, like, um, it, it's easy for you to do it because you're a social worker, like you do this all the time. You know, it's, it's difficult for me. It's different for me. It's not. You have a voice. I tell people all the time, we all have the ability to um, influence change in, in our communities. And you do that by starting with the people that you know and love, you know, so start start with your, your work groups, you know, like how you mentioned you brought this to your friend groups. Like it starts there because literally one in every eight people are living with HIV and they don't know. Yes. So, so think about how this message liberates them enough to say, hey, HIV doesn't mean what it used to mean. Let me go get tested. Like Pat, like prevention access campaign is truly redefining what it means to live and love with HIV. It's not it's not what it used to be. And I'm happy that you said that. And let's piggyback a little bit. Um, growing up in a black home, I know for me, my mother was extremely strict. We did not talk about sex at all. Um, I think the first time I engaged with a boy was in my college years. So it was very hard for me to talk to my mom about the do's and the don't and the protection. And like you said, I had to rely on outsiders. Uh, Some of my friends, they didn't even know. Um, I had to rely on outsiders, schools, and they didn't really go into depth of everything and and it was very confusing time and you hear people tell you i know 
um, somebody I do know, they was like, well, you can't get HIV if you get oral sex. And I'm like, well, what if? And like, oh, what? You know, and we all go by our own assumption how we could contract it, how we can't, you know, the whole drugs thing. No, you can't get it. I can't get it because, you know, I... I don't have no open sores or I'm not on drugs or I just give, you know, men will be like, oh, I just get oral sex from the girl. I can't get it in their mouth. You know, it's so many like assumptions of how we can't get it. And nobody wants to sit down and have that big talk or sit down with a partner and say, hey, let's go get tested together. Or what's your sexual partner history? Nobody didn't want to do that anymore. That is so true. That is so true. And and honestly, speaking from my own personal experience, right? Um, I remember when I got curious and I remember not knowing where to go. Um, and then it was it was so interesting to me because when I researched and all this stuff about protection came up, I was like, Oh, I'm that I'm you know, that doesn't apply to me, you know, I'm young, I'm invincible. Um, was yes. kind of like my my subconscious thinking, but consciously, I I seriously thought, and I know the listeners are gonna be like, "What in the world?" But I seriously thought that being in a relationship protected you from contraction. So I was like, "Oh, oh yes. well, what happened is it made me very relationship prong." Um, mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I thought, "Well, love means safe, love means security. So if we're in this space, then I don't have anything to worry about." But not once did I overanalyze like I usually do about everything else, but not once did it ever cross my mind that my partner may not have the same ideas or perspective on what what I think commitment is. Right. And also, too, now that I'm an adult and I'm and I think back like, oh, my goodness, I was so silly. But now that I'm adult, it's like also understanding that we're still human. And so human error is still real and people make mistakes all of the time. And so that means that my sexual health can't rest on the shoulders of my partner. Um, I have to be, it can't, I can't even leave it on the shoulders of my doctor. I talk to so many women who say, well, my doctor automatically tests me when I go in for my annual exam. And I'm thinking, okay. That's what <laughs> and you then think. my follow-up question is, okay, yeah. so when, when, at what point do they call you with the results? They and don't. I'm like, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't usually get a call and I'm thinking, well, that probably means they didn't test you. Don't leave it on your, your doctor is still a human. They're allowed to make errors. In most cases, your doctor is not going to automatically test you. You have to let them know that that's what you want when you go in for that visit. And so it's really about owning your sexual health and taking charge of it. Like, don't leave gray areas. If you have a new partner, you know, you feel like, hey, we're, we're getting to that point now. Things are getting heavy. We're ready to take it to the next level, whatever you call it. Say, hey, let's let's talk about it, you know. Um, let's go get tested together. For me, honestly, in my experiences, I had to make getting tested a priority. And because it was so serious to me, it became serious to my partner. You get what I'm saying? And so sometimes you have to be the focal point and you have to be the change, um, not just for yourself, but in your relationships, um, in your personal relationships, in your communities, within your churches, within the groups you're affiliated with, within your work environment, like, Literally, you can just drop nuggets the same way people go in like, hey, girl, let's go get pedicures. Hey, girl, when the last time you got tested? You know, like, let's really talk about yes. it. It's uncomfortable, but at least we, we, we've we created a new way. We've created a new ripple. And I feel like every time one person educates, if I educate 10 people about you equals you and those 10 people educate another 10 people, that's me turning my ripple into a wave. 
And that's how you mm. affect change. It's through not only giving people the knowledge, but then teaching them how to apply it for themselves and then influencing others to do the same as well. Oh my God, I just love your words and <laughs> what you just said. And exactly what you said in the beginning, we put too much trust. When we're in a relationship, we take things as what our partners say as facts mm-hmm. with no evidence to support it. So when they say, oh, I don't got nothing, I don't Definitely. sleep around, we, we take that and we run with it. And then we put our lives at risk because of trust and love. Because like you said, we feel like we're safe. Not knowing there's a lot of women that are in men that are, they think they're in a monogamous relationship and their partners are out there having sex with multiple people. And a lot of men do not like to use condoms because they don't like that they can't feel anything. You and know I, what? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm and so a, glad you said <laughs> And a lot of women don't like it, you know, whatever their reason is, you know, some girls, you know, they see a man, he got money, they trying to, you know, just put it out there. And they don't know that you're putting yourself more at risk. And when you put your life at risk, it makes you question, do you care about your life? But we think again, especially, you know, the good girls, faithful women and faithful guys, no, she wouldn't lie to me. I trust my partner. I trust that they are being honest and open with me. I'm trusting my body. I'm putting my life in their hands. And you can't do that. You really can't. Oh and God. I know I know you were going to say something about people don't want to use condoms because they don't like how it they can't feel anything. And go go into it. That is that is that's that's so true. I hear that a lot. And honestly, I'm gonna take you a little bit deep now because you know I, I overanalyze. I'm, I'm a, I must admit, but I'm gonna take you a little deep. Go deep. The way that go I explain it. this to people, the way that I explain owning your sexual health to people is that self love has four levels to it right Mm -hmm. there is the mental side there's the spiritual side there is the financial side you know but then there's the physical side Mm -hmm. so then it's not just you know oh i'm getting my hair cut i'm i'm going to the spa you know i'm wearing nice labels you know and what i have and accessories and stuff it's you know am i drinking water you know like it's as simple as like am i exercising 30 minutes and i'm and i'm preaching to myself i don't say nothing to nobody i don't look in the mirror and say Brittany, now you got to do better right but <laughs> um it's it's also am i managing my health and your sexual health is a part of your health like looking at it and as a way of saying hey listen it's 12 months in a year i'm gonna set a reminder every three months go get tested and I'm, I'm going to go like, I'm like, I'm going to make it a priority for me because it's the same way in life. Nobody's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, get up and go to the gym. Hey, stop, you know, Mm -hmm. eating like that. Take care of your, but nobody, nobody can has that power over you to make you do anything. It's a choice. And to me, real self love means choosing you first. So yes, I, I love my husband. I trust my husband. But then I also understand that there is a level of accountability that I have to have for myself that I still get tested. <laughs> and that's just look, and that's just that on that. Like that's just that. <laughs> you know what? I love that you said that. Take accountability for yourself to know that you because you love yourself and you put yourself first. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go get tested. Definitely. And that, that takes courage to say that. And a lot of people don't like to be held accountable for a lot of things. 
And a lot of people, we live in fear of if I get tested and that anxiety and as soon as you get the results, you get scared and you get, he's like, my life is over. But And, and it's so normal. And it's so normal. I'm sorry. It, it really is. All of those thoughts, all of those emotions, it's so normal. And so nobody's, like, I'm not, I'm never going to say, hey, you know, walk in, you know, um, doing the wobble, you know, go in there, just, you know, big smile <laughs> on your face. You know, I, I get that it is, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Um, there is a lot of anxiety associated around getting tested. But understanding that there is life beyond a positive status is, I feel like, liberating in itself because we've been fed so much fear, 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 fear for so long. (laughs) And I feel like you equals you, undetectable equals untransmittable is really redefining what it means to live with HIV. So then when you and this is just for perspective, because some people say, look, you know, I'm, I'm negative. This message is not for me. But I, I tell people often the message of undetectable equals untransmittable is for everyone, mm-hmm. because the only way that we're going to end the HIV epidemic is if we prioritize the lives of people who are living with HIV. What is HIV when you really think about it? It is immune deficiency disorder. Mm-hmm. And so that means that a person living with HIV is more susceptible to falling sick or getting ill. When you're when you're sick and ill, that impacts your income, right? Because now you got to call out for work. You can't go in. You can't perform. Yes. Your yes. income impacts your um, your living arrangement. You know your housing ability. Not yes. being able to work or not working can impact having health insurance, right? So yes. that that one thing has such. I mean, it literally affects your entire world, your entire life. It's like a domino effect, yeah. And by prioritizing people living with HIV, we have to get them engaged in care, get them on their medication so that they can reach undetectability. How do we do that? We have to start by getting tested. So although it's an uncomfortable experience to go through, that is that is the channel that's the that's that adulting piece of it all you know it's like if if you're grown enough to do it like you got to be grown enough to handle the consequences and the responsibilities of sexual activity and that is part of it is getting tested because you're protecting yourself you're protecting your partners and vast majorities because it's it's affecting the communities as well and i love when you said that getting tested i believe that when you get tested you you are saving lives. You are. Because when you know your status, you, like you said, you get on medication and then, you know, you have to, oh oh my goodness, have that conversation with, you're being more self-aware. Definitely. And you're being more knowledgeable. And then you could spread it to other people for they could be more self-aware of their status. Definitely. And, And it's so, it's such a big deal. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it, it's it's just a level of doing it anyway. You know, um, I have this thing that I say, honestly, I used to make a list of tasks and I would always try to like, you know, do the easy things first and then get down to the stuff that I don't like doing or whatever. But lately I've gotten to this point where I'm like, look, the list there it ain't going nowhere. I'm, I just got to do it anyway. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like the more you um, the more that we. And you don't have to do it alone. Honestly, you can do it with your partner. You know, like like it can it, like you can do it with your best friend. Like, look, girl, come with me. I'm scared. But honestly, I can't imagine 
anyone that truly loves you, anyone that truly cares about you turning you away. Somebody like, uh-uh, no, we can't do nothing. I can't go with you. Like, I can't imagine that, right? But then it's, it, I think what really scares people or what real hesitation is, is the possibility of it being a positive status. So then it's like, people need to understand that um, if that is the case, that you're going to be surrounded by a community of support people who are going to hold your hand, people who are going to be able to provide aid. You're, you're going to get connected with other people who are living with HIV and who can also provide support to you. And, and then you'll, you'll get clear visual examples of people who are happily, positively living with HIV and they are doing phenomenal things in the world. And so I think it's like understanding that there is life beyond a positive status. Um, but the first priority is to just know, is to just go and find out, you know, put yourself out there to be responsible. You know, if we have enough, like you said, we have enough courage, you know, to walk up to people because we see a little flash and we see a little <laughs> money. We don't mind putting ourselves out that end, you know, so be, be, and, and I feel like it should make people feel good to say, hey, I, I got tested. I know. It, it trips me out and I'm going to say this and I'm going to be quiet, but I love walking up to couples like in the mall or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I see y'all together. Y'all got y'all matching outfits. Y'all look so cute. When the last time y'all got tested? Oh, <laughs> it messes people up. Like nobody's ever prepared for it. it messes people <laughs> up, but I love it because it's right there and it's in your face. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you can't, you can't avoid it. There's no way to get around it. And that is, that's real like that's real adulting like the, the rent is coming <laughs> you can't get around it like it's it's real life so embrace it and then and and doing so you are teaching your children because there are people watching you you're teaching your children you're teaching your friends you're teaching your community to own their sexual health as well and make it and that's how you normalize it that's how you change the narrative and that's how you dismantle um hiv stigma is making caring about yourself and getting tested, the, the true definition of self-love and self-care. Oh, I love that self-love, self-care. And you keep pinpointing on that, like you said in the beginning. Self-care is more than getting your nails and your hair done and looking yes. good and working out. It's about the internal, internally. Definitely. And since we're talking about self-care, um, I know a lot of people, I was looking at, you know, I went on you equals you website. And I was listening to everybody's story um, that they have on there. And the one thing the one woman spoke of is that when she found out she was tested positive, and I love how you mentioned there is support because some people do turn their back on a person that is tested positive because it's that whole stereotype of, oh my God, I could get it since I know this person if they eat, eat off the same plate or drink out the same cup. And some families do turn their back away and some friends and some people do get scared because when you let someone in and you let them know that you are this, they do turn their back on you or they could tell your story without your permission. Mm, that is so true. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think one thing about it that's for sure is that People don't know how to disclose. People don't know when to disclose. And honestly, there is no perfect timing, right? Yeah. Um, but then because we 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 have to have and, and that's why we gotta have more of these type of conversations. Yes. <laughs> but um 
if someone ever discloses their status to you, whether it's HIV or whatever the case is, if someone discloses to you, the first thing that you need to understand is that that is a very vulnerable space, right? Because I'm sharing something with you. I can't read your mind. I don't know how you're going to respond. I don't know what you're thinking. You can tell me anything, but I still don't know what you're, what you're thinking. Oh yes. And so in that space, the best way, and, and I can share this because I've experienced this personally is to thank them for seeing you as a safe space to be vulnerable. Yes. And then to ask them, what do they want? Why are they sharing their status with you? And what do they want you to do with this information? Because some people may share their status because, you know, they are, they need support. You know, they need encouragement. Some people sharing their status because it's like, hey, we're close. This is this other thing, this other piece of me that I want you to know about. You know, I'm hoping you love me through it, but you need to understand why and ask them. Um, In most cases, if people don't want you telling their business, they're going to say, hey, I'm just telling you, please don't share this. But ask them, ask them what they want you to do with that information. Hey, I see our relationship getting to the next level. And this is something that I really think you should know. But ask them and then grant them that because if they can, if a person living with HIV can have enough security because it does take some security within yourself to be that vulnerable and and speak speak your truth in that capacity then you owe them that um that same um that same energy by doing with that information what they ask you to do with it whether it's keeping it to yourself whether it's providing them support whether it's thinking about it because the relationship is getting serious but i think for the most part and it's so crazy but I had a conversation with a group of guys a couple of weeks ago and they were like, I don't know nobody living with HIV. And, and literally like I knew that they were so serious um, <laughs> and that they really thought that, you know, and these were not like high schoolers, like these were grown men. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, wow. But I was, I, I told them, I said, so out of everyone you went to school with, out of all of your colleagues, out of everybody, you know, um, that you engage with at church, you know, and, and all of your different groups you affiliated with, you have to know that that's not true. You have to know there is that regardless if they're in your um, immediate group or, um, or extended, you know, social circles, people living with HIV are all around you. Okay. It's the clerk at the grocery store. It's the bank teller. You don't know it because people aren't walking around with a positive status, but people living with HIV are all around you and they are impacting your daily life each and every single day. And yes. if you really want to be honest with it, you need to go get tested because when is the last time you got tested? And how do you know that you're not part of that part of the community? You know what I mean? And so it, right. it, gets, yes. it gets deep, but yes. um, it's really just about understanding that through you equals you, undetectable equals untransmittable is that there is life beyond a positive status. And it's, and we and PAC is really redefining what it means to live with HIV. You can live, you can love, you can have all of the condomless sex in the world that you want. But first, we got to get you tested and we got to get you in care and, and get you to undetectability. And I'm happy you said that because I would never forget the first time I got tested. And I was so relieved when it came back negative. <laughs> now I get tested every time. Like if I get a new partner, I, I get tested. And... The one thing I will never forget, my godfather told me. Um, he always said, "You are you work in the healthcare field. You you are a manager. You know um, you work in management executive level. You look at documents. You look at records. You make sure that you pay close attention to detail. 
if you play so close to detail with your with work and you treat your work like that, why don't you treat your life like that? Mm. And ever since he said that to me, I make sure I go to the doctor. I make sure I ask for all the tests. Like, please give me all the tests. And I make and I make sure that I'm self-aware and I know my status when it comes to my physical health. And I know a lot of people, a lot of women and male, they go in a relationship with someone and they don't know. And I know we talked about it before, but they don't know their status and they trust a partner and then they have unprotected sex and then they have unprotected sex with somebody new. They never take a break and be like, let's go get tested. Mm, I'm so, oh, wow. We never do that. And we live in fear that if we go and if somebody turns out positive and the other person is negative, they're going to walk away because we hold on to people. We don't want people to leave our lives. And that's the big fear. Like, oh, if I don't know, I am safe. If I don't see it, and it's not in there permanently, I am okay. And that's how some people think in this world when it comes to getting tested. Mm-hmm. They're fear of the results of knowing because to them, it's like those letters follow them and makes you feel different. Mm-hmm. And when we, when I, when you and I talk and we you reach out to me, we're talking, I was un, I was kind of hesitant because I'm like, well, I don't know anybody. And I'm happy that you point that out, say you do know somebody. <laughs> but I was like, how can I relate to this? How can I relate to something that I don't have or I don't know anybody contact to talk to about this? And that's when I started doing my research and start educating myself. Definitely. And I'm like, huh. It could be anybody, because like Definitely. you said, nobody doesn't wear a sign and nobody don't come up to you and say, hey, hi, I'm so-and-so <laughs> and I'm positive, you know, because they know the backlash that comes with it. And it's their story to tell mm. who they feel safe with. That's so true. That is and so true. to hear that if you get tested, you get on the medications, you can become undetectable to the point that it's not being transmitted. That to me is a beautiful thing, but do you get worried that once people start finding out or knowing about this, that they're just going to go crazy and just have sex with everybody? Like, oh, skip it. Well, since they medication undetected, can't pass it. Let's just <laughs> go. Let's all go crazy. You know how people are. You know, you know how people are. You know, honestly, oh my goodness, honestly, I um, I truly believe that people are still like regular people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I, I think in some capacities, um, you know, and, and to me, it, it comes a lot from like that stigma of thinking that, you know, someone who is living with HIV, they contracted it because they were out there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You can, con- HIV has no respective person. You can contract HIV on your very first sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can be someone um, that is a widow, you know what I mean? And, and contract, contract HIV. And so it's not, um, it's not necessarily an indicator of your sexual habits or anything of that case. Um, HIV has no respective person. It doesn't care if you're the president, the center, you know, the nurse, the doctor, you know what I mean? Um, but honestly, I think what people do need to understand is that HIV is a manageable condition, just like diabetes. 
Okay. You are literally choosing yourself, having the exercise of that self-love and displaying that self-care to take your medication daily. So much so that it suppresses the amount of virus in your body, making you undetectable. And so it, it there's so much possibilities. You know, I don't I don't like to um, say people are at risk or that because it's such a turnoff, because what I define is at risk. Someone else may just deem that as casual dating. You know what I mean? What I define is at risk. Someone else just be like, this is this is my um, this is my income, you know. And yes. so I, I'm really careful when I talk to people. It's about it's not about the act. Like, I don't need to know all your facts and all your business. <laughs> it's about let's get you tested. You know what I mean? Because from there, then we can learn what options are available. If you're ne- you're negative. OK, let's talk about what prevention looks like moving forward. You know, what are your options there? If you're positive, okay, let's get you engaged in care. Like, it's just that simple. And um, and I think that we have to take out all of the extra, um, the extra, extra cognitives behind it because people, people who are having, <laughs> our, our grandparents were having sex, okay? You know, like, these are normal <laughs> people. Folks aren't, you know, everybody is not, you know, porn stars or whatever out here in this world. <laughs> These are regular, regular folks, you know, living regular lives, but they need that support and they need to be empowered and feel safe and feel protected in their efforts to put themselves first. And it's just by no, not shaming, not stigmatizing, but just promoting them, taking care of them. So if you have one thing to say to a listener that don't know their status or who do know their status or let's just say who don't know their status, but they're living in fear of, of the what if I am, what would you tell them to, to get them to get tested? Mm, that is a good question. Oh, I love that. Um, I would say that it's never going to go away. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, you're not going to wake up one day and magically it's like, mm, I ain't worried about it no more. It's those it's those um, suppressed thoughts and feelings that we don't talk about that drive us crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so don't allow your fear to create more stress on your body that creates even something else going on with you. Face it and face it. And, and and with all of your truth, you know, go in there, you know, let let the let the lab tech know, look, I'm nervous. You know, like, look, I need somebody <laughs> to talk to me because I'm, I'm nervous. Um, I, I say this because it's always going to be anxiety. When people go in to find out if they have cancer, it's anxiety. You know, if people go, whenever you go to the ER, anything happens, it's anxiety surrounded by it. Because when we are born, we are always thinking about, we're living life, um, thinking about the big wins. You know, you're thinking about graduating from high school, graduating from college, graduate, finishing med school. Um, you know, joining the military, you think about getting married, walking down the aisle, we plan for all of the big wins, but then we still have to be real with ourselves and understand that life is going to happen. And because life is going to happen, I have to be proactive. And I would encourage that listener to be proactive with their health, because if HIV is caught on early on, then you can start treatment and get on the journey to undetectability and not procrastinate and later have to, um, you know, deal with other complications. And so in all of that fear and all of that hesitation, all of that anxiety, do it anyway. It's scary. Do it anyway. You're not sure what's going to happen. Do it anyway. Um, because a, a positive status 
does not change it. I, I literally spoke with a coworker um, who's been living with HIV for about eight years now. And he said to me when he got his diagnosis, um, his positive status, um, he wrote on one sheet of paper um, as he was waiting on the results, he wrote on one sheet of paper, like um, who he was, you know, he wrote down like every single word that like defined him. He's an artist, he's a musician, like he wrote down all of this stuff. And then when he got his results, he flipped the paper over and he thought, let me write down who am I now that I know, you know, like who am I still? And he, and it's like the front and back were the same. And it's like, I'm still, I'm still me, you know, I'm still me. I'm still entitled to a high quality of life. I'm still entitled to get married. I'm still entitled to have children. It, it, it I'm still entitled to live my best life. Okay. <laughs> As they say, <laughs> Um, a positive status does not define you. It is an extension of you. So be bold, be courageous and face that fear because on the other side, you're going to have less anxiety. You're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to eat better. It's going to be better all the way around. You're going to so, make sure you take care of yourself now. Definitely. <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> I, I love that. That's to me, that's beautiful to know that even oh, that story is just so touching even though you tested positive, you are not defined by those three letters. Definitely. And that life still goes on and you can still have children and you can still get married. You still can be accepted and have a joyful life. That is beautiful. Because a lot of us, a lot of people, and I'm speaking to like some of my friends, it's always been stereotyped that your life is over. So that is so beautiful to hear you say that. And I hope and I pray that people do get tested and get more knowledgeable and spread, you know, the news and bring more awareness, especially in the Black community, for we could stop the spread. And those who are, who do test positive, they can get on medication for they could prevent it and continue to save lives where we can, of course, in this most definitely most definitely i do want to mention really quickly um if your listeners are super excited and intrigued by this conversation go ahead and search preventionaccess.org um and if you have any questions you want to connect you want to really um pick my brain about you equals you feel free to reach out to me at Brittany um at preventionaccess.org as well so beautiful. And Brittany, I'm so happy I, I did this with you. I'm super happy. Like, you just don't know. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm happy. I, am, I feel well. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful for this space. We're going to have to do it again. Okay. We're definitely going to have to do it again. We are at a bigger platform, especially, especially with COVID things over. And just engage more and more with the with the viewers and audience and give everybody their flowers. Those who got tested, you know, give them their flowers if they tested positive or tested negative, just giving that support. And because I know a lot of people, they don't have that support. And I know that when you test positive, it does, I don't know that for experience, but I know from hearing people that when they, sit there and wait for their results it does something to them mentally so it's it's i'm very thankful that you're doing this and i'm very thankful that you have brought to my attention and to 
oh my God, I'm gonna share it with everybody, <laughs> that there is support out there and there's nothing to be afraid of. Most definitely, most definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor, it's my privilege. Oh my God, I'm so happy I did this. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy. Thank God. Well, Brittany, that is it. Thank you again for joining Sipping and Spilling the Tea. Again, if anybody have questions, they want to reach out to Brittany, I will be tagging her on Facebook with her contact information for anybody to reach out to her, inbox her, and just if they want more information or want to know where they get tested or just, you know, whatever. Yes, definitely. Please do. Yes. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. Have a good one next time. You too. Yes, Bye -bye. next time. Bye.